Hello everyone and welcome. You are listening to the first ever Zoe Japan podcast. My name is Aneri and I will be your host today. And with me in the studio is Yuri Osborne, Zoe Japan's regional manager. Welcome, Yuri. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. So let's start by introducing our listeners to Zoe Japan. Can you please explain to us what exactly is the meaning of the name Zoe? And also tell us a little bit about Zoe in general. Of course, Zoe is a Greek word for abundant life. And Zoe Japan is a part of Zoe International, a non profit organization that focuses on prevention, rescue, and restoration of child trafficking survivors. We are currently active in the USA, Thailand, Australia, Japan, and Mexico. And Zoe Japan is quite a new organization. So, when exactly was Zoe Japan established? We, Zoe Japan, officially registered as an NPO in Japan in 2017. So, still quite young as an organization, but Zoe International was established in 2002. So, we have quite a long history. I get so excited every time that we have a chance to meet with our colleagues in the other countries because they have an incredible wealth of experience and a lot of best practices that I think we can learn from and also bring these things here to Japan.、Mm. But right now in Japan, we are focusing mainly on prevention activities. So, can you maybe give our listeners an idea what exactly that means? Well, the concept of human trafficking, especially child trafficking, is still unfamiliar in Japan. As you said, our main focus right now is prevention. And a key element of that is to create awareness and educate the general public of what human trafficking is and what it looks like in Japan. Exactly. That is why we started this podcast. We want to share our knowledge and experience with as many people as possible so that we can fight this issue together. Yes, that's right. Human trafficking happens in almost every country in the world. By educating ourselves to recognize the signs of human trafficking in our own society, each one of us can make a big difference. So, let's start educating. Before I got involved with Zoe, I came across this term human trafficking many times, but honestly, I didn't really understand it. I guess, like most people, I assumed that it refers to some kind of labor exploitation, especially in developing countries. You hear and read a lot about that. Or perhaps、uh, here in Japan, maybe exploitation of women for prostitution.、Mm. And I know these things are included in the definition of human trafficking, but it's really only the tip of the iceberg. Can you maybe give us a more formal, inclusive definition? Well, there are many definitions that we can debate around, but one thing that all stakeholders agree on is that human trafficking is modern day slavery.、Mm. This includes sex trafficking, organ trafficking, labor trafficking, and child trafficking, which is the area where Zoe is specifically focusing on. And this includes sexual exploitation as well.、Mm. Very, very wide scope. Adults, children,、mm. organs, labor, actual people.、Um, and I want to pick up on that term modern day slavery that you refer to.、Mm. Because I think for many people, especially in developed countries, there is a perception that slavery doesn't really exist anymore. So, how big is this problem really? It is quite serious, actually. There are an estimated 40 million victims of human trafficking today in the world. Wow, 40 million!、Mm. 
And that must mean that we have more victims today than during any other time in the history of humankind. Yes, you're right. And the really sad part is that it is happening in every country in the world, including here in Japan. In fact, in the past, illegal weapons and drugs used to be the major crimes. Mm. But now human trafficking has overtaken these two and is now the biggest a multi-billion dollar crime industry. So help me to understand this. Why would these perpetrators, or traffickers as we call them, rather trade in people? I feel Mm. the risk is much lower when you trade in weapons or drugs, because a weapon cannot exactly run away and report you to the closest police station. So Mm. why is this happening? That's true. That is a very good question. Uh, But trafficking victims cannot run away because of means that traffickers use, such as threat, manipulation, or they have to pay off their unfair debt. Another reason is simply it is more profitable. Where drugs can only be sold once, a human being can be sold over and over and over again as long as this person is alive. I guess it's like the Bible says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm. Really frightening to think that a person can be traded just like some kind of product at a flea market. Now, as you mentioned earlier, Zoe is really focused on child trafficking, which basically refers to children under 18 years of age. And what are the different forms of exploitation that specifically falls under this category of child trafficking? I think it is helpful to discuss under two categories, namely commercial sexual exploitation and labor exploitation. For commercial sexual exploitation, there is exploitation of children for prostitution. And there is child pornography, which we call it child sexual abuse imagery. There is another one called sexual exploitation of children in trouble and tourism. Some people may call it as sexual tourism. Mm. And other one is just other different forms of child sexual exploitation. Mm. I think the term commercial sexual exploitation is also quite self-explanatory because Mm. that really means that two people are exchanging something of value, uh, personal benefits or in-kind favors or money or drugs, the list is endless, um, Mm. in order to commit this sexual violence against children. So another one I mentioned was forced labor, which is any work that is likely to be dangerous or to interfere with child's education or to be harmful to the child's development. For example, domestic workers such as house cleaner or maid or begging and agriculture or working in factories. And the last one is military service where children are used as soldiers. And you've listed so many examples now, but I guess that every country will vary a little bit, maybe based on some local laws or even some cultural perspectives that are different. The local legislation and culture definitely have some impact, but also the economic situation in each country. It's a very complex issue. The economic impact with the COVID-19 in all the countries at the moment means that the number of children that are at risk is probably now higher than ever before. Mm -hmm. I have so many more questions, actually, but we are running out of time for today. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Yuri, for sharing with us today. And what a great introduction to human trafficking. You're welcome. It was my pleasure and really looking forward to our next session. 
And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. We hope to see you again next week when we will start to open the window into the child trafficking situation, specifically here in Japan. And if you want to learn more about Zoe Japan, please go to our website at gozoe.jp. That is gozoe.jp. Or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Please support Zoe Japan. With your help, we can reach every person and rescue every child.